0: Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks.
1: Wow, that seemed like a a jovial, ministerial welcome.
0: I faked you out. I resigned. I'm no longer in the ministry. <laughs> I can't take it. The work's too hard. The pressure's too much. The money's too little. Why did I ever get involved in this in the first place? 35 years. I, I've i dreaded every minute. It's been the worst thing I could have ever done in my life. <laughs> I've never heard a preacher say that. There may have been that's, that no, have, I've but heard I've some. never heard it. Yeah. Have you really? Yes, oh, I've I never have. never heard that. I, yes. Wow. Was it on a Monday or was it like at the end of the ministry? Yeah. It was towards is the end of timer. the ministry,
1: and uh, yeah, really? I, that's as far as I'll go, so.
0: Wow. So why do you think that? Why have you been saying that? Why would why <laughs> why you do that? Not me, brother. <laughs> I am still no.
1: amazed I mean, and overwhelmed.
0: Yeah. And hey, let's face it. It doesn't matter what job you have. There are days when you want to quit. There are days when you think, why did God make me do this? Um, and... We go through those battles, but overall, man, I've had a great time. Amen. I really have. Amen. Yeah. So I, I've been blessed. I've been blessed. So we continue on. So it's Friday, and uh, we've um, looked at the call of God. We've looked at training in a young man's life and uh, moving forward with that. And a young woman. Let's let's talk about that for just a moment if we can. What about a young woman who's been called to ministry? Anything different for her? Anything that you would add? or subtract
1: i don't believe that god calls a woman in the ministry i believe really? that i believe that women dedicate themselves to the lord to serve the lord i don't believe okay. that woman's called into ministry and of course i know people mm. will people will say no i'm a missionary no i i'm this or that but uh, if, if we're talking about the ministry the bible never never gives any indication, a story, a command of any woman to be trained or called into the Mm -hmm. ministry. Mm -hmm. But there are many dedicated Christian women who serve the Lord. And uh, whether it's a Christian school or perhaps even as a missionary, uh, as a missionary of helps, obviously, not someone who's going to start a church, um Mm -hmm. you know a pastor's wife a youth director's wife assistant pastor's wife there's many opportunities you know uh, there's a great ministry opportunity of being a church secretary i mean you you Mm -hmm. really help help the ministry go but i don't think that a woman is called in ministry
0: yeah i don't know if i'd agree with that i i think that god does call i think i don't know if it's the same type of call that a man gets, but I think God definitely makes a woman's heart pliable to be in the ministry and open to the idea of being in ministry. Of course, she has to follow her husband. And right, and so if God... that's
1: not the ministry.
0: Right, right. Um, but I do know ladies that did go to a mission field and said that they felt that God did call them to go. And I think of a lady from our church, she was in India for 40 mm-hmm. years. That's Amen. Phenomenal. She was, she was supposed to marry a guy, and she said, I feel that God's called me to India. And he said, well, I don't think God's called me. So she broke off their engagement and went alone and Amen. never married. Um, well, I so, believe that's a call to know.
1: serve. I don't necessarily think that's a call yeah. into the ministry. The Lord directed mm-hmm. her where he wanted her to serve.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That's something to look at. I'll think that through on another day. Very yep. good. Yeah, I've not okay. thought it through well, let me, very well, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I think, it, I, I know girls that have said, you know, I, I want to be a pastor's wife and kind of position herself for that, was open to doing that and, you know, really strove to do that. Some of them did not end up a pastor's wife. Some did. And some that ended up pastor's wives probably shouldn't have been. So but, is a pastor's um, yeah, wife
1: someone in ministry?
0: Well, I think she is, if you look at First Timothy 3, the qualifications that, I mean, the, the husband has to rule his home well and that wife has to be in subjection. I mean, a wife does anyways, but I think there's an extra special burden upon that pastor's wife, missionary's wife. I don't know.
1: Yeah, See, she's, she's called to serve her husband. That's she's for right. sure. But uh, I believe God calls the husband.
0: Yeah, but would you expect the pastor's wife to fulfill more duties than any other woman in the church?
1: Probably only because of spiritual maturity.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: But, you yeah. know, we, we don't say, well, um, this the only person who's allowed to teach ladies is the pastor's wife. I, right. I, you wouldn't say that because all the age of women in no. the church should teach... All the younger women, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. ministry deals with God moving you and God promoting his work in the church. You know, that, okay. that is that is how yeah. God is ministering to this world is through the local church. And, right. you know, he gives a message to the angel of the church in Ephesus, the angel of the church in Smyrna, not both angels in the church in Smyrna.
0: right. Right, right. Yeah, I get. That. I guess so. Um, I guess the definition of ministry, we'd have to define. Well, that ministering
1: yeah. is different than the ministry. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Okay. And we all, all right.
1: need to minister.
0: I'm satisfied. And, yep. Let's let's move on. So uh, a young man then is called. Um, he knows his calling. Is sure he's gotten some training. He is working in a church and he feels now led to go and pastor. The next step for most would be to either get some kind of identification of the call of God in their life. Um, I forget the term, uh, not ordination. What's a licensing? P- licensing, but yeah, license to preach. License to preach is generally okay. what
1: we call, um, you mm-hmm. know, somebody being acknowledged that they are a preacher.
0: Okay. Okay, so we don't usually use that in Canada. I, I had that when I was in Cleveland, but I don't, I don't hear that term in Canada. I don't think we use that term. It's just yeah. usually, you know, if a young man's, you know, we see the qualifications, then he's ordained. So let's talk about ordination. What is ordination? Why do we ordain? Why don't you take that one?
1: Well, we do it because of the example in the New Testament. And uh, the Lord laid his hands on the disciples and sent them forth. And the church um, in Acts 13, uh, the church in—but um, uh, but the church in Antioch wound up uh, laying hands. The Holy Spirit said, separate me, these individuals, and mm-hmm. the church laid hands upon them and sent them forth. And so there is an ordaining of commissioning given authority from the church. And so that's what an ordination is. It's the authority from the church to go to be sent forth to do all of the duties that would be needed in a church, which would be preach, baptize, start a church, all of these things. Now that you've been given the church's authority, the church has sent you forth and so Mm um that's that's the basic my basic understanding of an ordination
0: right I, i always understood it means you know to be set apart um you're recognized as having something more than the average christian god has given you that call and so you're set apart for the ministry of jesus christ and furthering that ministry in that leadership or authoritative position and authority to is part of authority right right so then leaving that church you have the authority to you know start a church through that church to then baptize into Mm -hmm. that church um in in most places you have to be ordained to be able to marry people um at least here in canada you do so that's part of why some are, are ordained so that they can carry on those duties as well Um, There are some people who are ordained but don't leave the assistant pastor or associate pastor position. Um, But most people would use that ordination to go forth as a pastor to either take or start a church.
1: Yeah, most of the time. I I was ordained uh, because I believed that what I was doing as an assistant pastor was being in the gospel ministry. And because my pastor said that he thought that I should be ordained, I was happy to be ordained. And mm-hmm. my son, on the other hand, has been with us. He's our assistant pastor for 19 years now, getting ready for 19 wow. years. He's not ordained. Wow. He, he yeah. holds to the position because I've asked him a few different times. And he said right. he's not does not believe he needs to be ordained because he's not pastoring or starting a church. And so that's what mm-hmm. he has chosen. Doesn't mean he's not in the ministry. Doesn't mean he's not a preacher. So, um, you know, different views, you know, on that thing. But I looked at uh, ordination to me was was an acceptance and authoritative uh, establishment of being in the gospel ministry. That's the way I sort of yeah. viewed it. So I was, I was anxious to be ordained.
0: Right. Um, let's explain for people, because most church members wouldn't understand what the process of ordination is, um, the ordination council, and what happens at that council, and then the recommendation that's made to the church. So when a young man is uh, ordained, uh, he will begin to study the major doctrines of the Bible, and he will form well, an opinion. He should have on, already
1: studied them before then, but yes. well, <laughs> yes, but
0: let's face it, we all have to study <laughs> um, because there's coming a questioning from some senior yes. men. and so you want to make sure and you want to establish and and I, you know, I, I know what I believed. But boy that ordination time made me really get into the scriptures and have scripture to back Amen. up what I believed and be able to share that with other seasoned men and I want to tell you I was not prepared at all. <laughs> I did a lot of study. Those guys. Well, where were you oh, ordained? Oh my goodness. Were
1: you ordained in Cleveland?
0: Cle- yeah, Cleveland Baptist with Phil what? Clayton.
1: I don't remember that. Wow.
0: Yeah, you were there. My okay. name's on your your name's on my ordination certificate. Oh, yeah. All right. So so, yeah, so um, my father-in-law said, yeah, just, just write everything oh, out. Just, man. you know, you'll, you'll have notes, and you can just refer to your notes and everything. We get in there, and he goes, yeah, put your notes away. I just <laughs> about died. I just about died. I, 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 I began to perspire. I mean, I was, I was sunk. I, I, I needed my notes, right? So he was very kind. And so one of the first questions, and, of course, we're already nervous, and Phil, same thing. Um, he said, so let's talk about the rapture. Give me, give me some scripture on the rapture. Oh, yes. And I said, and I said, uh it's in the Bible. <laughs> he goes, can you be can you be a little more specific than that? And I said, New Testament. He goes, yeah, yeah, you're getting closer. He said, You're you're probably thinking of, you know, uh First Thessalonians, you know. I, I said, Yeah, yeah, First Thessalonians uh. Four? Yeah, yeah, four <laughs> yes. five. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Oh. oh my goodness. I thought I'm never gonna pass this thing. I'm I'm sunk, but I got through it and you know I was just once the nerves left it was all right, but wow. So yeah, it's it's pretty intense. T- tell tell about some of the questioning that takes place. Okay, basically in that ordination. um
1: usually other pastors, other other men in the ministry are invited to be on the council. And so the council and generally what we try to do is in the presence of the deacons of that church, too. And so it's a private Mm -hmm. meeting Mm -hmm. where just the sometimes the wife, but not usually, uh, you know, oftentimes the wife is brought in and asked to give a testimony, uh, you know, salvation testimony and things and whether she'd follow the calling of god upon her husband's life uh since Mm -hmm. she's not being called in the ministry (laughs) so um you know there's that council will ask all the questions until they exhaust their questions and then usually the council will vote to recommend to the home church which is represented by the deacons that are there listening. And, of course, all the deacons could participate if they wanted to. They generally, out of respect, don't, unless there's something that they they felt was missed. And uh, then, you know, they would recommend the vote, and, you know, the vote is almost always unanimous. And then um, upon that recommendation, then in the ordination service, which everyone is invited to, the deacons or, you know, the, the head of the council usually gives a little synopsis, and then the deacons make the recommendation to the church that they should vote to ordain that individual. And then, you know, you have the service and the charge and then the laying on of hands at the end, uh, you yeah. know, to to pray over that individual.
0: Yeah, I was at three ordination councils where um, the— Council said of one, this young man is not ready for the ministry. He had no idea. Oh, yeah, no idea. And it was the recommendation that he wait and come back maybe in a year or two. Then there were two guys that the council recommended that the pastor spend some quality time and training and reviewing a couple of areas Mm. where the candidate was really not not up to date, like on um, New Evangelicalism or wow. you know, the, the charismatic movement hmm. had really no idea. And so that was the recommendation. The recommendation was he would he would be ordained if the pastor would agree to do those things. And they did, and the guys went on and Good. did fine. Amen. But uh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um couple couple that weren't weren't really I'd ready, hate to have an
1: asterisk so. on my ordination
0: sheet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I know it. Well, so, so yeah,
1: and and what has been done lately is many pastors have encouraged, and it's usually an assistant pastor or maybe a, maybe a college graduate, but generally it's somebody who's who's already been spent some time being trained after college, and they encourage them to sort of write out their doctrinal statement, yeah. and so sometimes yes. they can take that with them or hand it out and those kind of things, but, uh, you know, generally, it we like to sort of see if somebody knows a general, uh, be able to answer general Bible questions and general doctrinal questions, uh, you know, if, if you're going to be a doctor and you have to take an LSAT or you've got to take your bar exam for a lawyer, Well, you ought to memorize a lot of things, so a preacher should have things memorized, too. Um, Right, right. But now for me, I was disappointed the other way. Um, I was ordained one year after I was on staff at Cleveland. And I studied and studied and memorized, and I mean, I had like seven scriptures and memorized for every doctrine and every point. And I couldn't wait; I was looking forward to wanting to be so thorough. And so, uh, the ordination council met, and Brother Thompson he read the letter, you know, that of the basic doctrines on the on the on the letterhead, church letterhead, and said, "Do you agree with these?" Yes, he said, well, I want to ask one more question. And he asked about the King James Version. And then he said, well, that's all the questions I got for Dan. He's uh, preaching my pulpit. He's on staff here. Uh, I don't have any questions. Anybody have anything else? Nope. That was it. Ah. That was it. I was so disappointed. I thought, oh. man, I wrecked my brain. You know. So I yeah. tell you the truth, I've never been in another ordination that lasted 15 minutes with the council. You know, I mean, it just—I mm. <laughs> could believe that it. that so.
0: explains. Yes, that's. that explains why Phil and I had to go two and a half hours drilling <laughs> because they said, "Hey, we messed up the We're last never gonna guy. Do that we got to get again." This <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh man, hey, our time is gone, my friend, and uh, I appreciate uh, some good discussion. Yes, this week. always good, Absolutely. but some are just better than others. I, I enjoyed this one. That Amen. Was really good. So thank you for uh, for asking that. That uh, that comes from a Canadian a church member. Amen. And I appreciate that very much. And uh, they've sent some other questions in before, and I uh, I'm thankful whenever they do. They have some very thought provoking questions. So thank you. Maybe feeling called? I don't know. Uh, if you are man, serve the Lord. Follow that call for sure. I'm Al Stone. I am in Saint Thomas, and uh, the Canadian Gospel Project is moving ahead towards getting Gospel of John's into New Brunswick. Pray for us, would you? It's getting close.
1: Amen. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, the Scripture admonishes that someone not be a novice whenever they go into the Lord's work. And so much of what we've talked about this entire week has to deal with training and learning and getting to the point in your Christian maturity that you are no longer a novice, and so uh, mm-hmm. you know that's what many of these practical things are. Is uh, I think it's the greatest position that you could ever have in the world, and so it needs to be uh, needs to be researched and kept uh, to that degree so that it's a good thing.
0: Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening this week. We'll be back on Monday. And uh, as always, our charge is go to church. Listen for the call of God in your life this weekend. Amen. See if God might be calling you. Amen. And if nothing else, just say, Lord, I surrender. I'm available. If you'll Amen. do that, God will bless you for it. This is Tim Talks. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend, day, eh? Dan and Al, we're out. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks